Hello, my friends. Brett Patterson coming at you from the financial capital of the West Salt Lake City, Utah. Joined by the man up north, the tall fella, Spencer Nelson. How are we doing, Spencer? I'm doing great, Brett. Great to be here with you. On speakerphone today. From up north. From up north. Thanks for joining. We got a great conversation today. And again, folks listening, we get this content mainly from questions we're getting from clients or friends that we're seeing a lot and hearing a lot. And the question that people are asking right now, Spencer, that I would love your thoughts on is this. The market is insane. It keeps going higher day after day. It's a, it's, it's a couple things. It's a bubble. I've heard that. It's gone up too far too fast. It's got to come down. Uh, or valuations are extreme. It's got to fall. So those are that. That's what we're hearing from people, and so we want to address that today. And Spencer, I know you have some thoughts on maybe all three of those things, uh, but but tell me your thoughts on the market right now as it stands. Well, I I think I think I'm hearing the exact same thing you are, and getting questions from clients or just people. Hey, this can't keep going, right? There, there's got to be a crash. There's got to be a correction, and uh, the reality is. Uh, no, there doesn't have to be anything. The market can can continue in a certain direction for an extended period of time without any type of cor- correction. But at some point, um, fundamentals will matter. And the big thing is that there are still really good fundamentals of the market. And, uh, and whether you're uh, looking at earnings growth, whether you're looking at where interest rates are, or where you're looking at just fiscal stimulus from the government, right or wrong, good or bad, all of these things are headwinds for a market. And so when you take all of it into consideration, um, yeah, the market's been going up, but I still think that there's reasons for it to continue to grow, go up. That doesn't mean there's not going to be pullbacks, and you always have great data on average pullbacks during during whatever given year yeah jp morgan comes out with with the report every year guide to the markets and one thing that they address in this report which i love to look at is the average correction and when we mean when we say correction we mean pullback right the market going from from a high and and just dropping uh the average pullback of the market or correction is 14.3 percent annually now that number does not guarantee that it's going to happen every year. Uh, a few years back, we didn't have it. We had like a 3% pullback, and that was it, right? So that, that's an average number, but it's something to mentally prepare yourself for, a 14.3% correction annually. And, and so will there be a pullback? The odds are yes, there will be. When will that be? Uh, I, no one knows. And so from the standpoint of really trying to time the market, we, all our listeners will know, we believe that's a fool's errand. Uh, you know, it, there's, there's a quote by Buffett, and I think this is really good right now, where the propensity to gamble is increased by a large prize versus a small entry fee, no matter how poor the odds may be. And I think that that's telling for certain parts of the market. When you have commission-free trading and GameStop and things like that, there's much more of a propensity to gamble in those types of things. But in terms of investors, 
and and where you can actually get value, um, there's still great opportunities in the market. Some, not a lot, but some. But those pullbacks will be opportunities to add to that. Um, another great Buffett quote that I really like is, Wall Street makes its money off of trading activity. Investors make their money off of inactivity. And so as, as people are worried about a correction, um, you know, you lose more when you're trying to time the market than, than when markets go down. I think you have a great quote about that. Yeah, here, so here's the thing, too, about what you just said, uh, the trading activity. Robinhood, TD Ameritrade, Charles Schwab, Fidelity, uh, E-Trade. What are some other ones? All the other ones. <laughs> Look, they promote activity. They market activity. They want their clients to trade and trade often because they make their money on transactions. And so you're seeing all this marketing material come out, right? This guy turned 10000 into $5 million. Look at where this stuff's coming from. It's either coming from a newsletter. It's probably not that type of marketing coming from a brokerage. But they want you to trade because they make money on the transactions themselves. And so you've got to be careful as to what you're reading and, and who's sending that message because it's not always in your best interest. You... you uh, you also talked about valuations there, and, and we've said this in, in several podcasts. Look, there's pockets of the market that have high valuations, but they could continue to go higher. Electric vehicles is one of them that is very high valuations. EV, SPACs is another area that people are going to say there's, there's uh, inflated prices and a lot of speculation in SPACs because – there's not a great track record in terms of historical history and knowing what those SPACs are going by. But yeah, absolutely. There's, there's those areas where trading activity and, and I'm going to get into the weeds on this just so our listeners understand your trading activity still matters in a zero commission world because they are selling those trades to, you know, the, the order flow, so to speak, and getting revenue off of the order flow. And that I'm not going to get further in the weeds. So even in zero commission environments, they want you to trade and trade often. Uh, exactly. And people need to understand that. I look at some of these valuations, Spencer, of these companies and, and you know, the virgin galactics of the world who have never made a penny and kind of had one blast off and maybe that's it they're trading at huge valuations but here's the thing about these areas of the market the ev the esg all these areas of the markets that are out of control is the market can stay irrational a whole heck of a lot longer than most people think and so those valuations valuation has never been a reliable market timing strategy and so for us to say the market's in a bubble or it's gone too far too fast and valuations are out of control, valuations have never been a great timing mechanism. Heck, nothing's a really good timing mechanism. So it's important for people to realize that. But as it relates to, to waiting for a correction, uh, that, that is a very dangerous game. The goal for investors should be and you know this because you had our financial planning. It should be to compound your wealth over time. 
And the only way to compound your wealth over time is to be patient, to let the money work for you. What did you say Warren Buffett said? Inactivity? Yeah, inactivity. Investors make their money off of inactivity. I got a couple other good quotes, and, and this goes in line with your value thing. Price is what, and these are all Buffett quotes, but price is what you pay, value is what you get. And I think that's such a great quote because are you paying a higher price for the value you're getting or are you paying a lower price for the value you're getting? And and that's a really good question when you talk about a Virgin Galactic or a Tesla or something <laughs> that's trading at a 1600 PE, um, which is a valuation mechanism. Guess what? You, you're paying a price. Are you getting more value or less value? And that's a really good question to ask yourself. And 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 we're asking ourselves constantly when we're buying stuff for for our for our clients or for ourselves. What is the value and what is the price? Because they're two different things. I two, I, I love that. We two, I, two, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say I had a client email me saying a correction's coming. We need to sell or take some profits off the table. And my response was I looked at the cost basis on the stocks that they own the most money of, right? The biggest allocations to their portfolio. And Apple had like a 33 cost basis. And my response was, when is Apple going to be 33 bucks again? Like, why would we take profits off the table anticipating something when Apple may never reach that price again? Maybe it will. I don't think it will to where we can buy more at the price. You already own it. So when you talk about yeah. value, right, you got to be careful in understanding, hey, can I even buy this stock at the price I own it right now? And the answer, yeah. if you've been in the market for a while, is likely not, if if you buy at a good price. Oh, I've, I've got one more Buffett quote for you, and, uh, and this is, well, yeah, I'll give you one. We'll hold on for a few for future podcasts. But the stock market is a device for transferring money from the impatient to the patient. And uh, and that goes into the price and the value on both sides. Um, candidly, um, if you're fully invested in the market, we like where you're at. If you have new money and getting ready to put it into the market, guess what? We're going to be patient. We're going to wait for opportunities. We're not going to try to time the market, but we understand what we want to buy. We believe we understand what the value that we're buying, and we want to buy at a price that's a discount to that value. And so it, the patient investor will always make out um, over the impatient <laughs> investor in the, in the long run. Uh, in the long but run. the impatient investor is what most people are because of the psychology. So that's that's a great that's a great. That's a great thought. So I'm going to shift gears just for a second, then I'm going to tie tie this all together. And we recently, in fact, just today, Brian and I finally calculated Iron Gate Global's 2020 returns for two portfolios. Our all equity portfolios, so 100% in stocks, and our equity mixed with option portfolio. And I bring this up. Again, I'll tie it all back together, but I bring that up and I say that past performance is not indicative of future returns. And see all of our disclosures, please. Uh, we're not guaranteeing any returns or anything like that. But these clients in these accounts let us do our job 
we removed any client accounts where clients told us what to do. Okay? Any decisions made by clients, we pulled, and they are not included in the returns. And some of those returns were really good, and some of those returns were really bad, but we pulled out. These are only our decisions. In our all-equity portfolio, Spencer, the S&P 500 was up 18.41% in 2020, which is insane. Good, good year for the market. And for those for those who aren't clients of ours that are listening to the podcast, that honestly is the measuring stick. You should be looking at your advisors and saying, okay, the market performed 18.4%. That's the measuring stick. Yep. And that's without fees. There's no fees on that number, which is also yep. important to understand. So 18.41%. Our all equity portfolio, these are after fee returns. So kind of an apples to oranges comparison because the S&P doesn't have any fees, but we do. Uh, the all-cap equity, so this is 100% equity portfolio, was up 20.94% after fees, which is great. It's awesome. Our options portfolio, which is a little options dashed like Peppa on top of our <laughs> equities, was up 24.38% after fees. And so that's our 2020 returns. If you want our returns, our historical returns, just email me and I'll, I'll send them to you. But I bring that up because part of the conversation we're talking about is, number one, we removed clients that told us what to do. And most of those clients, honestly, as we looked at their returns, were not as good as ours because of the impatient factor. The other thing that's important, Spencer, is I bring that up, and you can speak to this better than I. But Warren Buffett said the first rule of compounding your money is to never interrupt it unnecessarily. Our goal is to compound and build people's wealth. And to not interrupt it unnecessarily means to let it work, to be patient. And that, Brett, that goes in line with having a financial plan. Um, being able to put the pieces together and understand short-term needs, intermediate goals, long-term goals, and where the most efficient places to allocate those funds, and then to stay invested, and obviously stay invested in the Iron Gate strategy, gives your money the greatest opportunity to really build wealth. And and that's where you know financial planning, and that's what I lead the team at Iron Gate on, but individuals that we've been working with through the last few years in in helping them put together a financial plan they've been much more intentional with where they're allocating money and look over one year obviously you see some growth in your accounts but it's fun now that we've been doing it for a few years now really emphasizing planning it's fun to see the compounding effect especially when you look at um you know, 2018, uh, the mark, we were down about 4%, but then 2019, we were up 30%. 2020 now up 20%. You're starting to see the compounding effects of wealth in these people's accounts. And because of the combination of them being more intentional of where they're allocating capital and staying invested in the market, real wealth is being created. And it's been, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun to be a part of. And, and you and your team do such a fabulous job at that. When I talk to clients who have a plan and are more intentional, like you said, and are focusing on 
compounding their wealth, not short-term gyrations in the market. The psychological difference between those clients and clients that don't have that plan is huge because I always ask them, how does this impact your plan? Does it get you off course in accomplishing what you really want to accomplish and what you really want to do to your money? So that's it. That's important. That's important. So if anybody needs a plan or, or wants to talk about getting a plan, email me and I'll get you in touch with our financial planning folks. But also remember this when it talks, let's bring all this together and let's talk about a correction, which a lot of people are expecting far more money has been lost by investors preparing for corrections or trying to anticipate corrections than has been lost in corrections themselves. That's Peter Lynch. And 100% true. So be patient. Let things work. Any other advice, Spencer, as we end today's podcast? Stick to the plan. Stick to the plan. Amen. And hey... When you fill up for it, you can put a little dash of that pepper on your portfolio, huh? That's exactly right. That's, and that's that's the other side of it, not to, to market that, but, you know, if, if you hear those returns and you think, well, what are these options, uh, you know, you're talking about, reach out to us and, and we can sit down and talk about what the options trading strategy is and how Brett implements that. And, uh, and we, the, we the found risks. a lot of success with that. And the risks and the rewards. And yes. Absolutely. All of it. <laughs> Sit down and explain all of it and see if it would be the right fit for, for your portfolio. And remember, past performance is not indicative of future returns. I'm putting my compliance hat on right now because Brian would want me to. Say it over and over and over. Amen, brother. Great talking with you. Thanks for joining us this week, folks. Until next time. Bye-bye. This is a purely public broadcast and is not intended to be personalized financial advice for any individual specific situation. Each individual's financial situation is unique, and the topics discussed on this broadcast should not be relied upon and or considered as personalized advice. Specific financial securities discussed are not intended to address any listener's particular financial situation and should not be considered recommendations. This is for educational purposes only. For more information, please contact Iron Gate Global Advisors at info at or by calling 888-591-0334.